so uh i downloaded hatsune miku last night oh yeah wait like the open source hatsune miku or the game the open source hatsune like miku. like to make your own hatsune miku tracks yeah i got some vocaloid software oh, ask me anything man. um what's the weather like it's really hot outside it's miserable <laughs> i don't have okay. ac okay now yeah can i hear that in hatsune miku t- voice is that how oh, quick yeah. does this work <laughs> sure yeah no i um i sent you a audio file on discord you can hit play if you want okay hello james i'm hatsune miku subscribe to game guys advance yo can we do the whole podcast in that <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good idea, I think. The whole the whole thing? Just like as like an like an experimental podcast I think is doing a whole thing in some kind of Vocaloid software. Yeah, I have a bowl a huge bowl of spaghettis and I'm dropping them on the floor to figure out which ones bounce. Is that how you guys check your pasta? Um, you throw your pasta at the floor? Yeah, and whichever one's bounce, I can consider it al dente. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you, Hatsune Miku, for being our guest this week. That's probably a, a little peek behind the curtains into what we're talking about this week. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Um, yeah, so uh, I guess we'll go right into it. <laughs> Thanks, Hatsune Miku. You can leave now. <laughs> yeah, so I watched a movie last week called we met in virtual reality and then i begged james to also listen or watch this movie um so that we could talk about it today and in classic fashion i did the homework last night so uh if anything it's it's fresh it's fresh in my head that's true i feel like i'm gonna forget a lot um yeah so the movie is called we um i guess if you want to listen to this episode you should watch the movie first We'll be going over like plot points and stuff. Um, Yeah, it's a bit of a spoiler cast. Yeah, a little bit. Um, So the movie is called We Met in Virtual Reality. It's directed by Joe Hunting and it's streaming on HBO Max if you want to watch it. Um, Which is the second property. Yeah, the second HBO Max shout out in two weeks. (laughs) I wonder if we're going to get this movie in multiverses. Do you think Hatsune Miku is coming to multiverses? god i hope so yeah um so the the central premise around this thing is that it's shot entirely in vr chat and uh really focuses on several people's experience in virtual reality james what's your experience with virtual reality i actually probably the same as yours unless you've dipped back into vr without me mm-hmm. <laughs> briefly did uh a, a playstation vr review with a uh, our buddy from the platformers podcast but i think that was the only time i've ever touched vr and it was the psvr where you could really only mess around with with job simulator or uh, i think there was like a, a scary roller coaster game or something I, I played thumper and that was my first vr experience and it was terrifying <laughs> that sounds like a bad <laughs> first vr experience <laughs> bad first vr trip yeah but um yeah that is also my only experience uh so um not experts here (laughs) yeah i know so i 
got a little bit like VR chat. Apparently, this thing came out in 2014. Really? That's really surprising. Yeah, I think that was when like Facebook was teasing the Oculus Rift, and like a few people had a demo kit for it. Mm. So, or it might have even before Facebook picked it up. But like when the Oculus was first in the wild, there was really just VR chat to mess around on it. Wow. But it didn't come into Steam until like 2017. Okay. And that's where like the more uh, more mainstream folks got to actually play VR chat. Mm-hmm. And you can play with a mouse and keyboard if you have to. Right, right. Um, yeah. Uh, what are your overall thoughts? After on the movie, movie or VR chat? On the movie. <laughs> so the movie, I think... it. So I was expecting it to be something like... I guess going into it blind, I was sort of expecting it to be like a documentary akin to like... I think there's a lot of videos of people have gone to maybe like a brony con or even like the furry kind of community. I sort of had this weird stigma that VR chat would be a lot like that. Mm-hmm. And I, after watching this, it seems like, a, I don't know, it's just some people having a nice time in VR. <laughs> well, uh, I'm so glad you brought up the brony documentary, actually. Have you seen yeah. that? <laughs> no, I was looking for it. <laughs> It's really good. It does the same thing. So, yeah, I I wrote, like, a whole ass note on this. Okay. But uh, the Brony movie does the same thing where it's like, oh, like, you have, like, a preconceived notion about what this community might be. But when it's, like, actually documented at, like, a convention or even, like, um the Channel 5 furry convention video, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the times they're just, like, normal ass people with just, like, a little bit of a hobby and... Yeah, actually, since watching that Brony movie, I stopped, like, judging. And maybe it's unfair to loop all these people in. <laughs> but, like, juggle, yeah. like they're all just, like, normal-ass people. No, I think there's, you know, there's a lot of different, not even, like, fandoms, but, like, communities where people are given a pretty open space to express themselves in some meaningful way that's, like, super hard to do in a corporate job, <laughs> like yeah yeah so yeah, if mm-hmm. it's just i don't know it's like actually kind of watching and trying to pay attention to some of these things it seems like a really natural time for a lot of people which is insane there's like some parts of the movie where like you know you have some anime avatars speaking with a hot dog and it's not <laughs> weird yeah <laughs> um yeah the the thing i have is that um i feel like there's two competing elements that uh taste great together (laughs) about this movie there's like a pretty inherent sadness that comes to you know wanting to live in a virtual space instead of a like the human meat space for most Mm -hmm. of the time um you know you're maybe trying to escape something or uh this community fulfills something that like humanity can't but um the other part of this that I think complements that so well is that like almost everyone's like a glitchy anime lady or like <laughs> Kermit the Frog. <laughs> like it's it's really yeah. silly and it makes like that uh that other stuff really digestible. Yeah. And and I think a a big part of what made like a lot of people extra comfortable in VR chat is like we had some crazy stuff happen like late 2019 going into 2020. 
where virtual space became much more hospitable than actual space. Mm. I don't know what happened, but <laughs> it was a good time to be an anime avatar. Yeah, that's sort of the backdrop of this whole thing. Um, yeah. That and it was filmed during 2020. Yes, which w- I think it was a really smart choice of the movie. So just for like getting into it, it opens up with Jenny, who is like a pink haired anime avatar and they're teaching a class and like i was watching it with my wife and her first thought was like oh what is this like a dance class are they just like dancing in vr and they get into mm-hmm. it and it's a whole class dedicated to teaching people sign language in vr yeah which is incredible i actually didn't know that that was like possible to like track yeah. fi- like really technical finger movements um <laughs> yeah the very next thing i i had, was going to talk about I was like how do hands move in vr yeah like I don't know. I know, like, I don't know a lot of sign language, but I know that, like, M and N are, like, one thumb spot. Like, they're really similar-looking signs. And to be able to sign that in VR, I think, is pretty crazy. Yeah, like, there is a lot of, like, tracking software, and I think how some of it works, you can actually, like, either have, like, colored fingertips or I want to say someone maybe had, like, a their nails painted so their camera would pick up the tracking on it mm, um but there's really like smart. yeah like there's these really tricky ways because then it also gets into like the actual like belly dancing class and that one made a little more sense to me there is little trackers you can put on like your legs and hips and i mean even in like ring fit adventure even though like the tracking kind of sucks yeah like mm-hmm. slapping a joy con on your leg vr has that to like the extreme yeah, I watched the video because I didn't understand how any of this worked. <laughs> and this guy just like wore like he he um used his uh tracker just as a belt like in his belt loop and I guess tracking hips are uh pretty important. Get good hip hip gyration movements in a belly dancing class. Yeah, especially if you're teaching a belly dancing class. Um yeah, so uh going back to Jenny real quick that was definitely like the emotional crux of this thing. Um, Absolutely. Her, her and Ray. Her and her friend Ray, yeah, who is fully deaf, um, who they both teach uh, ASL in VR. Um, I, I cried. I cried. Pretty <laughs> uh, maybe we'll get to that part later because we haven't introduced the whole cast. Yeah, of course. Um, and, and so don't think I was like crazy. Oh, what the community is helping hands for if I ever mentioned that, but that's the like c- classes teaching a sign language. Is it ASL? Is that mm-hmm. American cool. Sign Language? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But then she, uh, Jenny also has auditory processing disorder, mm-hmm. which when there's like too many noises, you know, everything just kind of fizzles out, which finding a spot in VR chat because some of the places they cut to in this video it sounds like an old Call of Duty lobby where there's like 40 people yelling into their mics. It kind of sounds like a crowded room, but you can identify every voice rather than it all sounding like one background noise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like tune into specific conversations. Yeah. I kind of wish um, they went into that actually. Cause I wonder. Yeah. So uh, the other person that you brought up was Dust Bunny. 
Yes, who does funny. Was the dance teacher. Um, she had a pretty full class in VR, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. And uh, she started dating a guy who goes by Toaster. <laughs> and um, he, the thing I wrote down about him is that he spent two, y- two years in VR without going off uh, like the mute button. Mm-hmm. Like completely silent. <laughs> which was um, cool. To, it sounds like a, it was like a term. Like I, I was muted for two years and then became unmuted. Like it's a, yeah, you can mute your mic and stuff on a meeting, but it seems like it has like a more powerful meaning in VR chat. Yeah. He dropped it. Like it was like, um, like a specific term. I was muted yeah. for two years and then <laughs> yeah, like yeah. anxiety kind of kept them, kept them back a bit. Yeah. But he was um, definitely responsible for one of the funniest cuts in the movie. Describe it to me. So they're, they're partying. They're like, oh, this is where we like drink every Friday night. And like, it's, it's crazy. Look, there's a toaster on the counter. And then it cuts <laughs> to him in like a cat pose on the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was just like a house party, right? Yeah. And that was like the introduction to the character toaster too. There was also like a party um, in like the desert. <laughs> I <Yeah>. remember. <laughs> so uh, this whole thing was like, again, shot in VR. The, yeah. So the director took on the role of an observer in all this, really. Like they didn't, you know, they didn't speak at all. They just were there. And even like it's a lot of it was framed where like he was probably interviewing people, but there's no dialogue from the, the director. Uh, what was her name? And Joe uh joe hunting yes joe hunting took just like a backseat role it's kind of like us as the viewer too watching it all unfold mm-hmm. but that was like a very interesting way to dive into vr like i did download vr chat a couple years ago and just like logged into a lobby and stood around and observed i was like this is absolutely insane and over my head but this guy yeah. had that same idea but actually stuck with it and <laughs> got like yeah. a, a really good understanding of what a lot of people's lives in that game yeah um this year actually i got pretty into doing a digital pho- not, not digital photography but like video game photography <laughs> like um trying to get the right shots um within i was doing a lot in like elden ring and stray recently um but to take that to the next level is to like film a movie in a video game <laughs> Yes. Or I guess like a documentary in this way. And yeah, the way it was like cut and certain scenes were really striking. Like for some reason, uh, Jenny was like riding like a dirt bike or a, the like ATV, a, a, like an ATV. Yeah. Yes. And like her pink hair is just like so bright compared to the night scene. Um, there's just like a lot of like striking visuals. I think that I think is pretty impressive to do in a video game. It made me want to go into VR. Yeah, me too. I don't <laughs> I don't have like enough of a reason to drop the money on that much equipment, although I just bought Hatsune Miku for no reason, so maybe yeah, you're, you know, you're slowly you're going to build your digital voice with Hatsune Miku. And then you yeah. can just slap that on and get in VR chat. Yeah. And then I won't be Richie anymore. <laughs> there is only Miku. Um Who else was here? Uh is your boy and Dragonheart. Dragonheart. Okay. I actually didn't get that name. <laughs> yeah. Dragonheart. They are um she's like an exotic dancer. <laughs> There's like a yeah. whole scene where they're like in some 
some kind of club and the like Zodiac someone is club. in the back is that what it was called the zodiac mm-hmm. you took so much you took much better notes than i did <laughs> i got a lot yeah um in the zodiac club and uh someone's giving like their squad like a pep talk it feels like mm-hmm. oh like oh go out there you're gonna do great and then yeah it's like um yeah report any fucking weirdos <laughs> yeah report any weirdos like it seemed and, like a very safe place to for what they were doing yeah and i imagine that this documentary maybe glossed over some of the negative aspects of vr which i don't think it really brought any light to any of them <laughs> yeah yeah which i think is totally okay um mm-hmm. that they really just singled in on the positives and yeah. how it could impact people's lives it's not what this movie was yeah i'm sure there's some shitheads in vr and whatever like mark zuckerberg is imagining with like the metaverse i'm sure it's bad but um yeah when we get so um dragonheart and is your boy their relationship is introduced in that zodiac club and mm-hmm. what she was in, from the uk and he was from florida i believe um yeah and they were dating for a while but they do end up getting engaged in vr mm-hmm. and it was yeah. it was weirdly beautiful like so you have your the other sub stories going on and then there's like this overarching wedding being planned in the background between these two mm-hmm. um but like so they're having a really nice like i guess she's giving him like a birthday lap dance kind of situation yeah <laughs> but one of my favorite parts about this movie is that there's always just like some little freaky avatar in the background of almost every shot yeah dude <laughs> like <laughs> It's during so that whole dance there's like this little like <laughs> little ghoulish avatar like peeking over the stage yeah yeah um i remember there was a scene where it was just like a party and like the guy who was like the center of attention was i i feel like he was maybe the guy from la noir <laughs> yes <laughs> he was like it, yeah i love this community and like everyone around him is like an anime character but it was the guy from L.A. Noir, I think. Yeah, so I would get, like, constantly distracted. So even if you're not really interested in the VR chat or, like, these the stories they tell about the people in VR chat, it's a it's a cool movie to watch just to look for, like, little things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's... I had a lot of, like, licensing questions during a lot of these scenes, too, because like one scene they do just have the mandalorian okay um like after the zodiac club part it does go mm-hmm. to it's like a, a stand there's an it's an improv club oh yeah yeah i remember they have like the improv stand-up night like on the stage is the mandalorian from star wars yeah like, is he allowed on here <laughs> i guess like disney would need enough of a reason to care i guess that's yeah it's true i think this would specifically give them some sort of reason to care because now he's showing up in a warner brothers property on hbo max oh okay okay yeah that is fascinating and but yeah so and we get more info back to the, the the couple that was getting married just like they were explaining their lives before taking a step into into vr is your boy i believe was struggling with alcoholism and had a had a death in in her family but like finding 
solace through VR in a world where like people weren't trying to come up with notions about her based on her grief, mm-hmm. but just like based on her having a dope ass anime avatar. Yeah. It was like a really nice way to see like people using this to cope with things like grief. Yeah, if you lose someone close to you, you have to experience like several months of like every conversation beginning with like, hey, how are you doing? Or like, yeah, you know, for like the first several weeks, it's like, hey, I'm sorry for your loss. Like, and I guess she wanted to just go into a space where none of that was applicable and she could just uh, feel normal for a while. Yeah, she's like, I had the one quote from her saying it it feels like everyone's comparing you to the death yeah. happens like no this this you know they do still have to live on somehow but yeah they have they have VR chat yeah Which I guess people find can like obviously VR chat isn't the only out you know there's a lot of people in like Final Fantasy 14 you can look up a lot of stories like that too um mm-hmm. I feel like VR takes it another step further where you're kind of behind the eyes of this this avatar now too people get like married in mmos too like like you said it's not like a new concept but uh yeah being able to be the character i guess makes it that much more impactful and it, it was cute they were talking about when they have like grandkids and stuff and they were like oh how did you guys meet um I don't have the exact quote, but it was something to the extent of when I met your game game, she had the nicest pixels. Yeah. Well, I think what they should have done there was uh, drop the name of the movie like they do in other movies. Oh, sh- we met in virtual reality. <laughs> yeah. Then they look directly into the camera and wink. Damn it. <laughs> That's what they should have done. <laughs> and then that would be the time to have cut to... Uh... There, there's definitely some weird cuts too right after that um it also showed like a big new year's celebration which i think is that where the la noir guy was i think so yeah it's like a bunch of people counting down and sort of like the beginning of this call you and i are having the latency is certainly all fucked up (laughs) yeah and they're like 10 10 7 8 4 that's like the, the inherent comedy in all of this like the little gremlin guys just like <laughs> creeping out in the background and the latency and people glitching out yeah i think deoxys was there too the pokemon <laughs> it's so good um my, my absolute favorite one there was a scene i think later in the film where jenny was teaching sign language and then like a character comes up and asks, asks a question and then the camera pans to, and it's Kermit the Frog. <laughs> and like they, they play it off as laughs. Like it's not like we're laughing at this. It's just like inherently funny. And Kermit was way like right up against the, the podium where she was speaking. <laughs> it was the most shocking like Kermit jump scare. Yeah. Um, man, that part it was really funny (laughs) yeah um and so i think for the like new year's celebration were you online with us when we did the animal crossing new year's yeah dude i hosted it remember okay good yeah i wasn't sure it was just what me you natalie and pants in animal crossing on new year's yeah i think that was it Mm -hmm. it was beautiful i forgot about that we we essentially did that yeah like we 
kind of already do this like we were adapting in our own more affordable way Mm -hmm. but it still like felt good connecting with people experience new year's and like i remember that new year's specifically based on like the animal crossing clock i don't know what else i was (laughs) doing (laughs) um yeah i spent a lot of time actually preparing for that digital virtual party Uh, it was beautiful yeah (laughs) we had glow sticks yeah we had glow sticks i cooked like a lot of food like food was patched into animal crossing and like yeah yeah, that was fun Um, so this is a weird one but like it you know it it seems like a lot of people are kind of getting sick again too like things are spiking and so my birthday's coming up yeah i'm thinking of throwing the whole thing on the internet okay that might be something i don't know if we'd be able to create a virtual space like this but i like they threw a party for oh no this is where the engagement happened for uh uh dragonheart and is your boy yeah like they enter the room and it's the fattest birthday cake ever oh and i'm like yeah, damn yeah, yeah. you can just like digitally make yourself the biggest birthday cake on the planet that yeah sounds I like wonder, a great um, time <laughs> do you want to have your birthday in vr yeah. <laughs> in vr chat yeah i mean uh or like some virtual space but i want to like maybe not even that day maybe just sometime i want to try like after seeing that i want to see what like trying to attempt an actual hangout on the internet like there's just too many crappy survival games on steam i want one where the goal is just to hang out yeah i can't think of what that might be off the top of my head it's, we'll figure it's vr chat we just can't <laughs> we just don't have it is headset. vr chat yeah <laughs> oh. i will if if you want to do this i will get a vr headset and attend your birthday party oh uh, sh- i mean i don't have a vr headset <laughs> Yeah, but you could do it at least, like you said, mouse and keyboard on. Uh, oh, th- yeah, that's true. Yeah, not to give uh, Zuckerberg yeah. any money, but the Oculus Quest, like a standalone VR headset. This episode is not brought to you by the Oculus Quest. A one game <laughs> sauce you, Mark only. Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a standalone yeah. headset where you can get VR chat without mm-hmm. being tied to a computer. Yeah, mm-hmm. which another thing, like it made it. That's the first headset that did make it a little more accessible for people who couldn't previously, you know, uh, get the big gaming a computer. Gaming PC. So that yeah. probably, like, especially, you know, pandemic, but that also helped is that now there is more affordable ways to get into this world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which during the, the New Year's party, someone like after the countdown immediately yelled like, fuck 2020. 2021 is going to rock us to our core yeah that was really sad i I, yeah because also it's you know looking back at these people like they're honestly probably still playing vr chat now you know there is no reason to go back outside yet yeah for some strange reason i started listening to podcasts in the early pandemic days Mm -hmm. like (laughs) i went back to see like what people were saying and stuff and it is kind of crazy um because everyone's like yeah like stay home wash your hands like there was a sense of actual community i feel there was like do it we're all going to do our part we're going to stay home and this thing's going to be over in a couple months and then we'll be able to see each other again Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's it's like um it's pretty sad but it's 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 an interesting time to revisit exactly yeah the, the tone was just a lot more hopeful yeah 
But hey, they got full Jurassic Park in VR chat. Did you see that? Oh, that part was so cool, actually. Yeah, this was maybe my favorite. Well, no, I like the stories of everyone else more, but this was like my favorite little cutaway to a smaller group. Mm-hmm. It was the hot dog, the cell shaded gizmo named Kevin. Yeah. And two space dogs. Yeah. And those, the the impression I got from those people was that they were friends in real life. Mm-hmm. I think one of them said like, yeah, I haven't seen your real body in like a year. Which yeah. I guess is like kind of similar to what we were doing with Animal Crossing. Like, exactly. not necessarily there to meet virtual friends, but just to see your real friends in some kind of capacity. Yeah, just some venue to like hang out. Mm-hmm. And even if you have to like see one of your friends as a hot dog. Dude, that's like ideal. That's great. Know. And honestly, so uh, the gizmo was like heavily cell shaded and that model looked great. The giz- oh yeah it did it, it was almost like like arxis designed it or something it could have like been a guilty <laughs> gear character yeah evo was happening today we still don't know if there will be news from arxis but we might get gizmo yeah i'm thinking gizmo but it's going to be presented as kevin yeah yeah <laughs> um if you were to go into vr on your birthday who would you be what would my avatar be what would your avatar be yeah Hmm, that is a good question. I feel like I'd probably start off small with like maybe like a big skeleton. I would want to be the skeleton from Home Depot. Okay. Yeah, like a Desher's own. Yeah, ass, and then like just, rad skeleton. Yeah, and just be like super aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Got a speeding ticket. Sucks ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe a skeleton or uh so they actually like i don't know if it maybe had something to do with this movie coming out but vr chat as a company put out an update dubbed the security update where it yeah implemented a bunch of anti-cheat stuff but in doing that it also blocked custom mods and a lot of people's like user generated skins so people's really? characters have recently become unplayable. Like a lot of models just don't work anymore. I don't think you can just be Naruto now. Really? Yeah. Hmm. They really started cracking down. I don't know if it's because, you know, now their game was going to be displayed on like a, a big client for a lot of people to view. But it like messed up a lot of stuff because also there's mods people put into play. Uh, the one was called VRCC, which is the mm-hmm. VR closed captioning, mm-hmm. which specifically is for um, like deaf people or anyone with like an auditory kind of disorder where it actually like, quickly makes everything closed captions so people who can't hear can still play VR chat. Yeah. That just stopped working. Damn. Yeah. Do you know if there's any like, um, like lashback from the <sighs> so, community? They're not rolling back the security update. Currently, the only thing is that they put out a statement saying, hey, we're listening to your feedback and adjusting our roadmap. Right. So hopefully, because a lot of the great things that were highlighted in this documentary, it now seems VRChat is working against. That sucks. Like Gizmo (laughs) is probably banned now. Damn. Kevin can't play. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. And like... So what the hot dog was saying was that uh, 
he described himself as just like a dude with a huge beard or something but like you know this game allows him he can just throw on like a, a cute anime avatar or like anything and it's just has a much easier time presenting himself in a vr environment yeah. like being a hot dog yeah i think if i were to go into vr i would be like some licensed character like maybe tom from tom and jerry oh or like how just for the bit i would be jerry yeah oh yeah we would be um <laughs> matching <laughs> yeah and then i would um try to kill you the whole evening <laughs> well i don't want to get crushed by a hammer in vr i mean it doesn't hurt it's in the vr that's uh, that's true but like you know in like thumper didn't kind of, i guess just going by what you experienced in vr didn't kind mm-hmm. of feel like you were going to hit the walls in real life no so the other thing i did while we tried our friend's vr headset is that it was just some kind of like driving racing game mm-hmm. and um while i was doing that i tried to do something that i couldn't do in real life which is drive but face completely behind me as if i was like turning around to back into something mm-hmm. but just keep driving like pedal <laughs> pedal to the floor as fast as i can without looking yeah and when when i did crash into a rock like inevitably that was terrifying yeah like it it definitely messes with your senses a little bit yeah so okay i I won't crush you with a hammer it's fine yeah that's fine but yes so my unlicensed thing would be like a 10 foot tall skeleton yeah do you have a licensed one uh for a licensed character I'd uh, I'd probably be like I feel like I could get away with just being a KitchenAid mixer, like <laughs> I would want to be a routine object, <laughs> and then just yeah. kind of like get slowly uh, creep behind you. Yeah, I, I like think, it. I think that'd be fun. What, what's your yeah. uh, What's your unlicensed model? If you could just make something. Oh God! If I could just make something or like a bird, it would probably have. It would have to be like rudimentary. I think it would be like a bird guy. Like um <laughs> like the improv bird? Like Falco but even cooler. Oh, nice. Yeah. Like um like a wolf version of Falco. Like Falco but like he has like shades on and um he has a, a another gun. Oh. And um he just doesn't care. Just not Falco. There's a There's a whole button press for a middle finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah that seems like something you could map so my unlicensed my unlicensed character is falco yeah your unlicensed ca- it's cool falco just not cool this falco. star falco yeah yeah <laughs> um yeah i think there's like at least going through the movie this is getting pretty close to let's see we got jenny's background story yeah i i feel like the part we're both avoiding <laughs> the lantern festival yeah that was incredible um uh first there's a scene where ray and jenny um both of them teachers in the asl community are in like a forest and ray describes his experience with um his brother passing and how the vr community um helped him through that kind of in the the antithetical way that um 
is your boy kind of dealt with grief? She, she went to VR kind of to just so that she wouldn't have to think about it constantly. Mm -hmm. But Ray got a lot of support from the VR community. I think everyone knew about his passing and they sent him flowers in real, in the real world. Like that's where he got his support rather than his distraction, I guess. Yeah. And the whole time, uh, Ray is signing and Jenny is verbalizing what Ray is signing. Mm -hmm. Um, which is it, overall it was a really like emotional scene, especially just because of Ray's avatar. Like it has a very kind of sullen looking face. Yeah, totally. It isn't like uh like Mimi in any way. Yeah, like everyone else's avatars, like their mouths are kind of just kind of flapping in in time with uh with their voices. But yeah, this is just like an actual deaf person playing and their signing is coming over really well and jenny is an incredible interpreter yeah translating just like on the fly um it's really impressive it kind of makes me want to try learning some sign language yeah again. and under a really um, nice tree too like i like the little hangouts in yeah in this like there's these really like cozy places i wish were in my home a lot of them with jenny for some reason there's another scene where she's laying on the ground looking at the sky yeah and it's funny she's she's saying stuff like oh i hope i'm not like clipping into the ground mm -hmm. and like she definitely is yeah oh but that she looks up at this guy and she says something along the lines of like oh i wish the clouds moved mm -hmm. which is like strangely like poetic <laughs> yeah in like a vr world like um because that, that's something they could maybe almost like craving some part of actual reality mm. but you want it to be in your virtual reality too <laughs> yeah yeah like finding any like glaring oversights that you're missing some things outside in virtual reality but it's it's almost like it's taking on its own kind of uh existence to each person i think like each person in this movie was getting their own thing out of being in vr yeah yeah and and the scene that follows is some kind of like lantern lighting festival. I, again, these specific, these specific moments are like, it's this like, it almost looks like an ancient city that they're in yeah. for this scene. It, like, so it actually kind of looks like um, in Elden Ring, when you look up mm -hmm. at, you can see uh, Mog the Blood Omen's palace, like up in the distance. Yeah. It kind of looked like they were hanging out there. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, really cool scene setting. Yeah, and then Ray kind of speaks directly to his brother that he lost, um, signing the whole time. But this time, Jenny isn't translating. We just see the subtitles. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the music is what really complemented this scene. Um, yeah, we were completely silent watching it. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. This is, and we've, like, IRL have been to one of these like lantern lighting things in remembrance of someone and mm -hmm. the it's they hit like it's a really beautiful thing to do and and to see like it still hit those same beats in virtual reality yeah jarring yeah and people have like certain kind of rituals they do to remember people they might have pat like people in their lives that you know have died Mm -hmm. uh like i've personally found like 
ash ashes scatter like scattering ashes to be really cathartic Mm -hmm. and i imagine that maybe um in virtual reality like a lantern lighting festival um really helps with like processing that and letting that out really um beautiful scene yeah and there's the added benefit of this stupid but (laughs) there's always like yeah there's always one lantern that kind of like goes off and i believe it was it was the lantern i threw up at this thing but it kind of goes off and you're like oh no is this gonna land on someone's house (laughs) because like it just was like half lit but like in vr they all went perfectly like you don't have you don't have that fear of it too it's almost better than a potential fire hazard yeah (laughs) i think these festivals Um, usually are over like lakes or in open fields not in a not in backyards often yeah or like really populated towns Mm -hmm. yeah that was a whoopsie on my part yeah (laughs) um but the so i think the scene that follows this has to be kind of uh it was a weird cut so as the lanterns were in the air i thought a plane was coming like the really yeah the lanterns were in the sky and it sounded like a plane i was like oh my gosh is there gonna be a vr plane that flies through these things right now but it was actually it transitioning to the music at the ghost club yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think following that scene you you need some kind of like palate cleanser i'm not I sure guess. claire de lune was the palate cleanser i wanted <laughs> <laughs> yeah well at first it started with like some like dance music like yeah. people were kind of partying and no one was talking it was sort of just observing this party but yeah and then immediately i guess they pull the rug out from under you um because <laughs> the scene goes silent and this guy starts playing piano actually he starts out by playing a porter robinson song did you get that i missed that so he started playing wind tempos okay and then the subtitles say claire de lune playing yeah i was like oh no they did porter robinson so dirty <laughs> um but he like like flowed the song back into claire de lune yeah which is really cool because everyone in the club obviously went silent and they're just like watching this guy play piano. Yeah, at a place called the Ghost Club. The Ghost Club, which is pretty tight. Yeah, and there's a lot I of cool shots in here too. Like it seemed like he just took the camera off rails and like was floating it around people and seeing various like VR faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. After that is when he gets to the wedding. Is that what closed out the, I, uh, the movie? I believe the wedding, there might have been a little more after the wedding, just like some closing statements and stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, the wedding was the big thing, which it was wild to see the actual in the wedding. First, they have the officiant asking everyone to stand in VR. Yeah. And like all the models are sort of just like clipping up and down for a bit until they get it. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. The, all the bridal parties, the first one just glides down the aisle like a scary ghost yep <laughs> like as if they were driving a car but the car wasn't there yeah <laughs> and like their heads down yeah and then he gets to the actual part where the the bride is walking down and she had this dress i guess custom made in vr2 mm-hmm. for this but again yeah, there's just, a whole like, scene for that clipping down the aisle was it, it's pretty intense to watch like like if i could say like ridiculous like boob physics yeah <laughs> like there, the shit from a... dead or alive 
and only certain models in the game have jiggle physics yeah um but that again that's the kind of humor that i think like is consistent throughout this documentary um because i mean this is like a really important day for her mm-hmm. but like people are like clipping and like driving invisible cars and it, it seems fun i think it, it seems fun yeah that's what made me think back to um, a lot of games that have done weddings like like uh the final fantasy weddings um like wow has done a lot of weddings and like they're all like everyone has their own like special spots that feel like home to them in the game it's like i wonder if mm-hmm. in vr chat if they like custom made that whole church because they had like fan art of them on like the fake stained glass windows in the building really i didn't notice yeah it's like i i don't know if or if there's like a church multiple people use in vr chat for weddings or if there's just like a church asset that you can pull and customize Ooh, yeah with like blank windows you can add stuff yeah they even yeah. had a guest book in there oh yeah yeah so you like the scene a lot the vr wedding yeah i thought i thought it was cool it was definitely i i liked it for all the the clippy nonsense going on but it to them was like a very serious wedding too i don't know if they find humor in the clippy assets i think probably playing vr it's like that's just how the game works so they're used to it yeah i don't know i mean if anyone's like if anyone happens to be listening to this and is part of the community and is it charming like bethesda bugs (laughs) yeah yeah do you lean into that kind of aspect i'd be curious yeah, and then um, also, how do we get into the Jurassic Park VR world? Well, there during the talent... No, it wasn't the talent show. There was some show where someone was sort of uh, displaying a world that they made, and they kind of just opened up a portal, right? Oh, yes. Uh, th- I think this actually might be how the movie opened. It was like a conference hall. Yeah, yeah. And they were displaying a driving world. Yeah, that's right. And immediately <laughs> they drive through a crowd of <laughs> VR people. <laughs> yeah and they're like sitting on the roof as this car is driving and stuff yeah i want these like and you know watching this also brought me back to a lot of my own world of warcraft days where like the things i did in that game like all all the memories i have from that they don't feel like memories of me sitting at my computer it was like me as a blood elf hunter doing these things like Mm -hmm in my memory i'm really disconnected from like the keyboard part of it my memory is what my character was doing in the game yeah that's interesting i imagine it's really similar yeah like talking about i'm sure people playing vr chat or you know correct me if i'm wrong but driving that car into a crowd full of vr people that's probably just a memory they have doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah with that extra layer um that extra layer of immersion yeah games games do be powerful yeah the ship i don't know i want to buy a vr headset now i want to experience it i would absolutely be on mute for like three years yeah me too i would just be an observer which is how i kind of exist in the meat space uh if mm-hmm. i'm at a party i do a lot of listening and observing hey, the, the fly on the wall yeah so yeah do, um do you have any other notes or parting thoughts about this thing um 
Kotaku wrote an article that explained a lot of like the whoopsies VR chat's doing after this. Um, oh, but we kind of okay, already okay. talked about that. And like also how VR chat gained most of its or that huge popularity because everyone thought the racist knuckles meme was funny. Yeah, again, the dark the dark stuff isn't really in this movie. Yeah. They kind of gloss over it, but it's not their intent. Um Yeah. I did read that same article. I guess uh I don't know, if you Google Kotaku uh we met in virtual reality, I think you'll probably get to that review where they touch on some of those aspects if you're interested. Yeah, this thing was a um, a lot of emotional beats in it, man. Yeah, I hope I didn't like subject you to <laughs> some shit you didn't want to watch. No, no, no. It's it's good. I thought it was really powerful. I think in conclusion, like shout out the VR community, shout outs like goths, furries, bronies, juggalos. Yeah, everyone's valid. I'm serious, yeah. Shout outs to you guys. Um Waluigi Pinball came out in Mario Kart. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know anything about this. Waluigi Pinball.